0: Welcome everyone to Screams After Midnight, I am Peter, and joining me, as always, is Tim. I... Very good. (laughs) (laughs) If you were really dedicated to the joke, you'd have had like a, a balloon filled with like, fake blood, ready to just splash at the camera.
1: Well, I mean, Half-Assed is the name of the show.
0: (laughs) Oh, dear. Uh, This is a horror movie podcast. Uh, We talk about horror films and, you know, we watch them and talk about them. I mean, if we talk about them, you would imagine we watch them too. Uh, That would almost be implied. Um, So, this episode. We are looking at another 2020 film that uh, came with some buzz that I'd heard some good things about from various people. It's not a straight-up horror film, it's a horror comedy. Mm -hmm. Or one, you could argue even further that it is a coming-of-age drama comedy that has a horror device that Mm -hmm. drives everything that's going on in the story. Uh, But I still feel that's very much worth our time uh, on a horror show. Um, So this is called Spontaneous. It stars Catherine Langford and Charlie Plummer. And mm-hmm. it, the premise is simple. We looked at the trailer a, a, a while ago when we were still doing the, the the horror news. And this is teenagers and one high school, the senior class, start just exploding spontaneously. <laughs> uh, and when we say exploding, we don't mean like, you know, there's not like a, a fireball or anything like that. We're talking mm-hmm. they just pop like they're balloons. There's just a yeah. blood <laughs> explosion, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it becomes this, like... Anyone could go at any time. Are we all going to die before we graduate? That kind of stuff. Uh, But there is kind of a a central romance at the centre of this film uh, Mm -hmm. with the two main characters whose names are Mara, which is Laughlin' Banker's character, and Dylan is Mm Plummer's character. Uh, So that is uh, the basic gist of the film. Um, I will ask Tim Mm -hmm. spontaneously
1: the question oh tim yeah what did you, what did you think of spontaneous uh I, I liked it i think it's a you know very sweet uh little film i um you know i I, it, it, I almost sent you a message the other day because usually what we do is we uh you know we'll pick a movie and then we'll go and like you know if we own it fine whatever if it's streaming but then if not you know usually we'll go and rent it and uh i i noticed i couldn't rent this one it was only available to purchase so usually when that's the case we usually wait a bit so i was gonna send you a message but then it was also on sale and like the sale price was the same as like what rental prices usually are maybe like a dollar or or so more (laughs) so i was like well (laughs) i guess i'll just buy this movie then (laughs) uh so So i I I thought the pro donor Spontaneous, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I guess that's probably um boring for most people, but I just thought that was interesting. Uh, but I was like, I, I mean, I, I would probably be a little bit more hesitant, uh, but like you said, uh, I, we'd actually heard like you know a lot of good things about it, so I was like, oh. and then uh, but also, uh, you know, just putting this out there to uh, you know, digital platforms, uh, I suppose, but. You know, I, I would do this more often. I would just kind of blind buy movies if they were, you know, usually like a, a decent enough price. Um, I don't know if that's, you know, economically feasible, uh, for most people. I think but... I feel that
0: way. I mean, hell, I uh, I bought a few movies on iTunes over Christmas just, and it was movies I had already seen that I knew were coming up for review. I thought, mm-hmm. oh, they're on four K on iTunes, and because they were on sale for like less than five dollars, I was like, yes, okay, yeah.
1: sure, why why, yeah, why, why no, not? not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um and i don't know maybe i just don't pay enough attention maybe they do have a lot of you know sales like that uh so often but uh it was cool uh regardless of the film uh so like you're saying yeah i definitely i mean i would hesitate to really call this like a horror movie at all uh there is definitely you know the that i, I think i like the way you put it it's like a horror device like you know like i don't want to necessarily say like a horror plot or something but like no it's like a device that uh, kind of moves the you know characters and stuff forward but then it's very much um yeah like a this kind of uh you know romantic relationship uh between these two characters who uh you know i, I think both actors uh did a very good job you know they're very um they're very fun you know people to watch uh it, it does do this thing which as it, sometimes it kind of bothers me in movies where it's like you know the dialogue just seems like too clever and it's like ah eh, like you know real people don't normally like talk like this and stuff but like at the same time though i think it is very charming uh and they're very likable characters so it, it doesn't really yeah, bother me uh too much um and then yeah there's some like you know <laughs> like pretty funny moments <laughs> that you know comes from like from a lot of this stuff and um yeah uh i i <laughs> overall uh I- I- yeah i liked it
0: <laughs> i liked it too uh, I think that the two leads have chemistry and they're charming mm-hmm. and funny. Uh, I thought Catherine Langford especially is very... Because there's a mm-hmm. lot of, I, I laughed almost every time someone popped, I, I yeah. laughed because it's just a funny idea. <laughs> and it's yes. a funny visual. Uh, maybe that makes me sick, <laughs> but I was cackling, especially with some of the ones later in the film that are... Because you start to almost predict, okay, there would be yeah. a really funny <laughs> moment if someone just popped in this scene. Um, but... I also thought she was very funny as well, just in general. There's a oh, couple yeah. of uh, key moments that I was really laughing at the way she was either talking to adults because when I mean, she stops, you know, any pretense of "oh, let's be good teenagers" goes out the window when you all think you're going to die. Soon. Mm-hmm. So, so um, can we
1: uh, can we get an example of that? What did what did it sound like when you're laughing? That's <laughs> all. Okay, that's good.
0: <laughs> that. that Mm, that mm, there was some sort of psychological trick there that I don't think I <laughs> like <laughs> that, there was some weird playing with my brain there in a way that I don't think I appreciate um, yeah I, I, I think it's it's funny, it's charming uh, the sort of I wouldn't say it's overly gory, but there is definitely a, a yeah. bit of a splatter kind of gore to to the the popping itself. Um, yeah, th- there is one that seems quite <clears throat> nasty compared to the rest, which really made me <laughs> laugh. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. in Spoilers, of course. <laughs> uh, but that that stuff was good. But I think what surprised me about this movie is that it has a very specific tone. It's, it's very kind of you said it was very witty and quippy with its dialogue. <laughs> And even its editing and its entire style and how it feels, oh, for yeah. a lot of the movie, you know, goes along with that. It's this very quick paced. There's a lot of uh, witty narration that sort of, like, sometimes has characters looking right at the camera and talking as they're narrating and then sort mm-hmm. of, like, almost doing that and then going straight into a scene where they'll just turn and then act in the scene as if they're, you know, they'll transition. And there's a lot mm-hmm. of little stylistic things like that. But I think what surprised me, was how kind of poignant it got in the last like the act the last act got mm-hmm. a lot not darker but certainly sadder like it certainly yeah. it was like a bunch of people have died now at this point and we're actually going mm-hmm. to address that and deal with it and i think ultimately it came out feeling like a, uh, a coming of age story and i think the biggest thing for me watching this movie is that this it's actually based on a book so i assume the book was a really ago anyway but this mm-hmm. movie was written and shot before the pandemic which is kind of insane because it was almost (laughs) it was almost difficult to try and look at the movie on its terms of you know what it was intended as because so much of what this is feels like it was tailor-made to talk to an audience who were living through a pandemic because (laughs) the fact that everyone thinks they could die at any moment that they're not sure if they want to make plans for this post you know (laughs) crisis world The -hmm. fact that characters went to quarantine at one point—does there's there's so much in here uh, that 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 ties in with what the world is going through right now—that it's almost (laughs) it's almost super difficult to put that aside and say, okay, what was the movie saying on its own
1: before all this happened? (laughs) Oh yeah, totally, and I I really like that because uh, you you know, on its surface, you could kind of view it as just a you know, kind of like a a romantic uh, story. between these two characters but it's much more like about a you know kind of like living life kind of thing and and like i like that idea of yeah how like once you kind of you know realize like oh any of us can go at any moment like what that does to a person and you know kind of realizing like hey you know let's like we got to have some experiences we got to live life we got to do this like let's not worry about the future let's you know all these kind of different things you, you can do, which uh, I thought was like a very nice kind of, you know, poignant message. And uh, yeah, like you were saying, you know, there was a lot of like instances that it's like, oh, yeah, I can't help but compare this to what we're going through now. Uh, which, yeah, probably wasn't, you know, the, the intention of, of the movie. But yeah, it, it is very timely in that manner.
0: Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's like obviously Horse was made in the pandemic yeah. and <laughs> addresses some of that stuff intentionally but i feel like Mm -hmm. there's this um there was another one and i can't remember what one it was now but there was another movie as well This, this and another movie almost accidentally ended up kind of like feeling like it was of this time like it was of what Mm -hmm. everyone was going through during 20 and i can't even just say 2020 anymore because we're in 2021 now i mean by the time this episode goes out it's going to be like may and presumably we're still (laughs) going to be going through it in may so Yeah, so like, but it just, I don't know, it's just, there's a weird meta quality to the film that feels like, and because it has a character who is throwing things to the wind, because it's got a character who is very, very uh, rebellious against the attitude and sort of like finds its, you know, finds everything kind of, finds humor and everything around him and has Mm -hmm. a kind of a carefree attitude, there is kind of like a, an uplifting quality to what we're going through throughout this film is a cathartic yeah. nature to it, even though it does make some serious points, especially in the back half. Yeah. Uh, they still feel very relevant. Um, th- there is kind of a... So so the movie, like, it's kind of both uplifting and bittersweet by the time you get to the ending. Um, yeah. But I was surprised that it made me feel anything like was Because I, I didn't go into <laughs> this thinking I was going to feel things. I thought I was going to go into mm-hmm. this and, and chuckle at some body explosions you know, in the first half of the film, I was getting that. I was getting witty characters. I was getting a relatively sweet romance, honestly. The, uh, you know, the chemistry yeah. was pretty solid. Um, I, and good yeah, performances. I w- but I wasn't expecting, like, actual, like, oh, I'm feeling like a, <laughs> a, a beat here at the end. I'm feeling something that this movie's getting <laughs> across to me on an emotional level.
1: Yeah, I, I was a little surprised, because I, 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 we watched the trailer a while ago, so I didn't remember it too well, but I was expecting something like, a, a little goofier and sillier um which yeah i mean there, there are definitely like funny parts but i would say it is like more of a you know obviously there's a very <laughs> strange situation going on but it like everything does still feel very down to earth like you know the way the characters talk and stuff it's like you know, not really like over the top and, and super goofy um it is still kind of like a very like oh it, it's funny but uh yeah and i, I was kind of surprised that also by the end i was like oh, okay yeah i'm maybe getting a little more emotional <laughs> than I, I thought i would be yeah there's this there's a scene uh sort of in the middle
0: of act three at a cemetery which felt oh, yeah. like it felt like it was like oh shit it's doing like a really serious like speech now and i'm kind of mm-hmm. i'm, I'm kind of caught up in the emotion of the the moment and w- what it's saying and it was kind of surprising and yeah, I I so and I appreciate that cuz I think there was a point in this movie where I, I we got we had a certain point around the end of act 2 and I genuinely didn't know where it was going. I was like how is this going to oh, yeah. end? Like what 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 happens next? Where are we going with this because I mm-hmm. and I have to admit it's nice to feel that in a movie sometimes, especially when it's because sure. you're into the movie and you care about what's going on and you still don't mm-hmm. know where it's going. Uh, it's another thing where it's just a complete mess and it's <laughs> you don't know where it's going because mm-hmm. it's just all over the place, but uh, you know, look at say the newest Hellboy movie for an example of that. <laughs> uh, it's a roller coaster, <laughs> yeah. It's a roller coaster of bad rain. Uh, so <laughs> no, I I uh was very impressed with Spontaneous. I th- I think it's got enough tone and attitude and a lot of good qualities to kind of make it worth the watch. Is it worth the watch as a horror movie fan? I think to an extent. Um, when you're in the mood for something, it's not a full on horror movie, for sure. But sure. this is not Texas Chainsaw Massacre. This is not. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not even Shaun of the Dead, right? This is something different. Uh, and <laughs> It's not scanners. It's, no, it's not scanners. Although, good head explosion and scanners. Yeah. <laughs> good head explosion. uh But, um, there's actually a bit of a running joke early on in the film where the two main characters, uh, despite the fact that they're present for them, keep missing the actual, they don't see any of the explosions. They're always looking away when someone goes pop. Uh, I appreciated that running gag. That was giving me some chuckles. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so, no, pleasantly surprised, uh, with Spontaneous. Even though, like I say, not a full-on horror movie. Um, I'd argue it's only, like, 20% horror. (laughs) yeah.
1: That's but reasonable (laughs) uh yeah yeah i guess um yeah (laughs) it's it's kind of hard to say because like the like you know the random having this you know occurrence where yeah people can just suddenly (laughs) explode uh out of nowhere that is very uh you know very scary thing and then whenever it happens like those scenes you know people do start acting yeah like it like it is a a horror movie you know like people like running around and screaming and you know trying to get away and are covered in blood but um yeah it's not like horror in the idea that like you know uh, if you look at it almost like kind of like a you know disease movie or something um yeah like the way people treat it is not necessarily like horrifically like like we're saying it is more about like oh like you know um we can't like you know we got to live life and not like you know waste our time you know if we can go at any moment versus like you know if, if it was a horror movie it would be more about like you know like hiding in fear from it or or something so like uh yeah i feel like in that respect you know it's not like the horror isn't super present but again who, you know who cares it's still a good movie <laughs> yeah yeah. I think obviously
0: some of the metaphors that are at play here for the coming of age stuff is just that I feel I think you know, the idea that you feel invincible when you're young and you feel invincible sure. as a teenager you just think ah we're all young everything's fine we're all gonna live for like 80 years it's, you know who, who cares um I think one could argue that the spontaneous deaths in this and the realization that we could go at any time which is just true in any, any way like we, any of us yeah. could just die at any time for a variety of different reasons. Uh, I think, obviously, the metaphor for that, just realisation that life is, sh- you know, sh- short relatively and mm-hmm. to appreciate your time, that is sort of, is sort of there. Um, there was definitely some vibes eventually by the end where I'm like, you know, this also feels like the aftermath of a school shooting in a lot of ways But the time is enough oh, people, sure. By the time enough kids yeah. have died, it felt like there were some parallels to draw there. Um, And to mm. compare it to a pandemic, it, you know, there's this thing where the main character's it's all very kind of jokey for them. They, they, they kind of make fun of it. They kind of joke around about mm-hmm. it. Um, it's shocking in the moment when it happens to someone, but it's not really until it happens to someone kind of close to someone that it actually becomes a serious, heartbreaking mm-hmm. thing. Like it's, And I, again, I think there's some truth to that about how people perceive death. Oh, without a doubt. On a mass yeah. scale where you can easily joke about it when it's someone who you've never met, or it's someone who, even if you've met, but they're sort of tangential to you, at a a distance. Mm. Uh, But once it's someone that you know and care about, then all of a sudden it it feels like the end of the world. And um, Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff like that going on in the movie.
1: And, uh, yeah, and I don't think we mentioned it, but uh, it's only happening to a a specific, uh, like, class. It's, like, this senior class in this, like, small Mm -hmm. town, which yeah it's also like you know a, a good metaphor for like you know it's a big transition period for a lot of these kids and you know it's like uh there's like a lot of pressure when you're graduating high school that's like okay yeah what am I gonna do am I gonna go to college am I gonna move away am I gonna get a job am I gonna just kind of wander around and like <laughs> wander yeah, aimlessly <laughs> with a guitar <laughs> strapped
0: to your back and just uh yeah. singing the blues yeah
1: <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean that's like you know that feeling that and that can definitely yeah feel like kind of a lot of pressure building up and yeah for some people you know they might explode from it. And who knows?
0: <laughs> there's this there's a scene where there may have been some sex and there was lots of jokes about trying not to explode on each other and I thought that oh, yeah. was, I thought that was very way and very funny. Yeah. Uh, so now. Uh, a pleasant surprise, a, pl- a very pleasant film that by the end actually mm-hmm. packs a bit of a punch in, in what it's actually saying. Um, and it is a movie that's set in a real world. There's references to real world politics. There's references mm-hmm. to all sorts of things. Uh, the main characters are very nerdy in that they're both really into movies and there's a lot of movie references. Um, and that's one of those things where they're, they're so good at movie references that it does feel a little bit uh, like artificial in, in ways. But mm-hmm. at the same time, when you know he casually mentions because they're talking about his the death of his father at uh, uh, Dylan, and there's like a rumor that he died with shit falling on top of him at, at his <laughs> farm, and uh, he mm-hmm. says that's not true. He had a heart attack or whatever. But he mentions no, you can't die from shit falling on top of you, as all three Back to the Future movies proved. <laughs> um, and it made me sort of question. I was like, wait, did that happen in all three? It happened in the first two for sure, and I couldn't remember if it happened in the third one, but. I was like, you've, pretty sure. you've engaged me in a nerdy debate, you son of a bitch, <laughs> uh, without even sort of meaning to. And, uh, but there's a Cronenberg reference early on, there's the references to all sorts of things.
1: Yeah, and I thought they were pretty well done, because uh, I, I do feel like sometimes in these movies they just, they way overdo it where it's like, you know, at, like as movie fans uh, of course you do relate stuff to movies and make references, but you know, I feel like a lot of times in these movies, it'll just be like the character's one trait and like every other sentence is like, mm. wow, well, this is just like American Pie," or wow, this is just like, uh, you know, the matrix or, you know, wow, this is just like uh minority reporter sound like, you know, it's just like constant where, you know, I thought this was a good balance where, yeah, they, you know, they are making some references here and there, but it's not, they still feel like believable characters and not just like most um, most of them yeah. feel
0: prompted by something else that happened in the conversation that helps, yeah. or, or a situation where you can. It's like, yeah, I'd make a movie reference here too. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's notable though, that those kind of disappear in the third act, and I think that's also kind of mm-hmm. the point. I think I think that them being overly witty and carefree is almost just an exaggeration of just how you don't give a shit at that age. Yeah, um, oh, sure, yeah. and not in a mean way. They're not mean characters. They're they're no. likable, you know, pretty much from the get go, but. Once things get a bit more serious, that that sort of stuff fades away, um, and I think that's very intentional. So mm-hmm. now we should talk about the uh, the director here, the co writer and director, we Bri- got Brian Duffield, mm-hmm. the Duffer, Beca- Duffer Brothers. <laughs> no, not the Duffer Brothers, Brian Duffield, uh, because he <laughs> has been all, he's worked on a bunch of stuff that we've talked about before. Uh, oh. This is his directorial debut, but he did also write both babysitter movies. Oh, okay. Uh, he wrote a film that came out earlier this year called Loving Monsters. I say this year. I mean, by the time you see that, 2020. Uh, which <laughs> is not a horror movie. It's more of an adventure movie with like monsters in it. But it it, seemed, okay. it, it got decent buzz. So I'll probably watch that at some point. Um, Interesting. So we did that. And they all feel that like they're sort of in the city. I can see the, the person who wrote The Babysitter being the person <laughs> behind this. There's definitely some... Feeling and the references and the tone, there's definitely some vibes that I can see correlating between them. Uh, the one that really sticks yeah. out to me is being different here is that he wrote the script for Underwater. Okay, which is you know very different in tone and, and vibe, yeah. and uh, I would argue easily the the weakest of all the films I've seen of his that he's written. Um, this is the only one he directed though, so it's interesting mm-hmm. to see that. The babysitter I would argue has some of his stuff in there, even though this is the first time he's directed. So I can definitely it's it's interesting that his voice carried over through the direction in that in such a strong way that now that he's directed himself, I'm I'm not it doesn't feel like a complete, you know, left turn where oh we're sure. off here now and it, you know, feels like ah, oh, you know, McGee butchered his vision <laughs> when he when he directed <laughs> the movie. Now... Yeah. Uh oh sorry, he didn't write the second babysitter. It's just based on characters by so uh, okay, so which maybe which arguably makes his track record better, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> sure, uh, but I thought that was interesting. He's also his next film is he's writing and directing. It's called Vivian hasn't been herself lately, and it's a horror movie. Mm-hmm. So oh, cool. that's something that we'll we'll get to in a couple of years, I, I imagine uh, when it comes <laughs> out. Uh, but I thought it was worth mentioning. He, he's he's having a you no, know, he's he's got a lot a lot of things have came out in the last year or so. Uh, yeah. From, so that his career's starting to boom. <laughs> By the looks of it. No pun intended. Sure. I heard you laugh. I'm like, oh, I wasn't trying to do a pun. was funny, though. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm funny, guys. Ugh. All right. Uh, we What's, should... <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> I don't know either. It's, uh, it's like the Patreon <laughs> producer's. Patreon versus at the time of recording, thank you so much to Tyler Hess, Cindy Palacios, oh, yes. David Shaw, mm-hmm. Bored Now, thank you. Al Treisman, mm-hmm. Christopher Moy, mm-hmm. Brett Williams, okay. and David Brown. Oh, of course. So thank you to you guys. Uh, they mm-hmm. are all $20 or more at patreon.com slash TV. You can support us for as well as $1 per month. Uh over there, of course, at that one dollar tier you get access to all the back catalogue of all the bonus episodes we've mm-hmm. done. They're on pause until Tim is back from paternity leave, but uh mm-hmm. you can get access to all the old episodes, plus you'll get access to other bonus episodes from the Ace, the Science Fiction Movie Podcast at the retirement, uh as well as some other stuff. So go and have a look. Five dollar tier still gets you early access to uh, every episode by a day. So <laughs> we'll go do that. Uh but uh there you go. So thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, you can also like and subscribe mm-hmm. and all that stuff if you want to uh support us that way. Please. Oh, that stuff's so free. Um, mm-hmm. do you know, I, I was uh, I was wondering why uh, the mum, you know, uh, Mara's mum looks so familiar. She was in Coyote Ugly. I think that's where I know her from. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Of all of all things, I know. I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to admit. I mean, maybe this is just a compliment to the actress, but I, I was actually thinking. I was like, is she old enough to be <laughs> to be Mara's mum? She didn't seem. The dad was definitely in the right age group. He looked mm-hmm. like he was. You know, and he's forties, and I mean that she is. To be fair, she's in her forties, but uh, I guess she's looking good for her age.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what? No, it's. uh Yeah, <laughs> sure.
0: This podcast is going to go swimmingly if you just giggle everything <laughs> I say, with no follow up. Speak your
1: mind, Timothy. I, don't know, I got nothing to say no you yeah the, the mom's hot like you said that's not what i was saying <laughs> oh dude but the dad was uh recognizable
0: as well he's, he's, he's one of those faces that pops up in a lot of stuff
1: yeah uh i i mean I, i've probably seen him in a lot more stuff than you just because he's a um he's like an improv guy so he's in like mm. a lot of like different comedy stuff but Uh, He used to be in uh, that sketch group, um, Human Giant, which had had a show on MTV for a while with uh, Aziz Ansari. And then uh, he, um, yeah, he's shown up in a bunch of different, uh, you know, like shows over the years. Um, He he was on like Children's Hospital. Um, Trying to think like, yeah, it, it is hard because I think he's been in like in a ton of like. Movies, but it's always like smaller roles. I don't think anything mm. stand out, but um, it's a rob people uh, is his name But I, I think he's very funny. Uh, I like him quite a bit.
0: Oh He was in barely lethal, which is another good teen movie <laughs> okay. it, it didn't get reviewed very well, but I, I will stick up for barely lethal All
1: right <laughs> Did you uh, did you watch it thinking it was something else? Did you misread the title? <laughs> no, I did not Okay <laughs> I
0: did not. What's funny, though, is it is, is a teen movie that is kind of suitable for, for teenagers, and I, I I do think it's funny that the title is a pun based on, you know, a common porn title, which is, is kind of a funny yeah. thing where, you know... I mean, teenagers... I mean, not about porn, but, uh, like, just the idea that it's yeah. marketed to them despite that fact. I don't know, it's kind of funny to me. Anyway. Uh, so, spoilers! Full spoilers for Spontaneous uh, from this point on. So... favorite popping, <laughs> favorite poppy there's a, there's a few good ones uh, there's two in my head that stick out and they're both kind mm-hmm. of in the same section of the movie because there's a there's obviously there's the, the first one right at the start of the movie everyone just sort of treats it like a random thing the, the, she spe- you know the main character speculates maybe it'll happen again but no one's actually mm-hmm. kind of expecting it necessarily mm-hmm. but then of course it does mm-hmm. and everyone's freaking out everyone's thinking it's a disease everyone's got it blah 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 mm-hmm. Um, but my favorite, my favorite two, uh, so there's a moment where after they've been in quarantine for a number of weeks and one Mm -hmm. guy does pop in quarantine right in the middle of like a speech. And it's a really good, funny (laughs) moment. But Mm -hmm. the two that I really like is that the scientist lady who's been like developing the pill and researching with them is like with Mm -hmm. them in class and the school's notably evacuated aside from them. Everyone's too scared to be around them because they think they're going to spread their their exploding disease. Um... (laughs) And she tries to make a point by having one of the 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 jock sort of dishbag dude, who's like really Mm -hmm. enthusiastic about everything. She tries to make a point by having him do multiple things at once. So she gets him to like, you know, rub his stomach, but then tap his head, and then you know, stand on one leg, and then jump, Mm -hmm. to sort of make a point about overloading him. And Mm -hmm. of course, does not expect that once he starts jumping whilst doing all this, he just pops immediately at the front of the classroom, and everyone freaks out. And it's worth mentioning. This is like there's been no explosions before like 50 days at this point. Like they've been, they've had like some success here where no, no one's popped in a while. Uh, and this is this is the part that made it felt really skill shooting to me because everyone started running around. Everyone started to try and run out and of the building.
1: It, it sets off like a chain reaction because usually the yeah. uh, the pops are like very self contained, and then here it's like pandemonium. Like it's just one after another.
0: But my other favorite one uh because it's just kind of nasty. uh ga- yeah nasty ghastly ghastly and nasty i kind of mixed those words together uh, but uh there's a guy who's like become really paranoid in the class who's like wearing <laughs> like he's got like football like pads on he's got like a helmet <laughs> on and he's, he's like taped up top to bottom to so basically protect himself from anyone else pop you know going <laughs> pop and he essentially pops inside the suit of armor he's made. And <laughs> uh, you sort of see the blood in the goggles and then then the, the, the like the, the bodiless like
1: suit just kinda of falls to the ground. It's like yeah, and it like deflates and just <laughs> kinda of, yeah, like you know, kinda of talked about like balloons a lot, but yeah, it almost feels just like yeah, like a deflated balloon just slowly <laughs> sinking to the ground.
0: Yeah, that was a that was a really fun one. Uh mm-hmm because it, it's. I mean, it's not, like I said earlier, it's not like super gory. It's just mostly just
1: like you know blood splatting against something. Yeah, like you you usually don't even like it, It's not like a gory thing where you usually even see it happening. It, most of the time, it's just focused somewhere else, and you just see yeah the blood splattering. But um, it it works for you know I I feel like this type of movie, which you know again, it's not really necessarily about you know, this horror. Uh, so, I don't know, I thought it was uh, effective, like, uh, e- even though you're not seeing, like, this intense score, but just, you know, any time you hear the sound and then see the splatter, it was, uh, it worked. Yeah, the pop, the, the sound is a big
0: part of it, and I think it makes it really satisfying, honestly. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's some fun ones, there's a, you know, scene with driving, uh, where the driver pops, mm-hmm. uh, which leads to some chaos. Uh, it, some fun stuff like that. Um... But, you know, like we said, a lot of the movie, especially early on, is the, you know, it's Mara kind of struggling with the funeral. Well, I say struggling. She's not struggling, but she uses it and it's just like try mushrooms and she's getting <laughs> drunk. And basically Dylan reaches out to her and says he's got a crush on her. Basically, because he's like, well, now we it may die at any moment. You know, I could die tomorrow. So I'm going to shoot my shot. Uh But they end up, yeah, because yeah, they end up bonding.
1: Yeah, because like uh, they kind of talk about it more later, but he said, like, oh, I had a crush on you for a while, but I kind of figured out uh, what's the point right now? We're probably both going to go to college and never see each other yeah. again. But, yeah, because of the circumstances, it's like, well, who knows what our future is? So, yeah, like you said, I guess I'll, I'll shoot my shot. And as, um, yeah, like, in a, like you know, a pretty endearing scene, like early on, like, you know, he starts texting her. And you know, I thought it was funny with the, the dick pic joke and everything.
0: Yeah. I mean, that annoyed me a little bit because I've made this joke myself. Uh, oh, uh, really? <laughs> yeah, like, you know, like sending someone a picture of Dick Racing and saying, hey, do you like my of dick course, pic? Of course, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. yeah. Nightwing. <laughs> yes, there's, there's, yes, Nightwing, of course. Um, you know, that, but, you know, yeah, yeah, it's, it's just endearing enough. Um, mm-hmm. And the characters, you know, they, they bond, they, they make movie references, uh, their they're, they're banter back and forth. And it, it, I think one of the complaints of this movie could be that all the characters kind of have the same witty voice, but I don't sure. necessarily think that holds mm-hmm. completely true. Maybe the dialogue is similar, but I, I think the mm-hmm. performances between the two leads are different enough, but he, he's a lot more kind of like tepid and uh, maybe not quite shy. Shy might be a bit too strong, yeah. but he's very different to her because she's very quick to speak. She's very outspoken, uh, very loud personality mm-hmm. uh, and, and a kind of Try to think of a comparison, and a kind of rebellious way. Yeah, you, know, you know, I'm, I'm thinking yeah. not quite uh, April Ludgate, but <laughs> like you know, th- think sort of between that and so- someone who's like a movie nerd, and so- something in the middle mm-hmm. with a, maybe a bit more charm is kind of where she lands on the the spectrum of of yeah. characters.
1: And then, uh, yeah, and like her friend uh, Tess, uh, I believe. Yes uh Um, who
0: was on uh from the season i watched she was on riverdale which is where i uh, normally face from so uh
1: but no i mean like yeah she she did also feel like you know she had a again while being like you know similar to everyone but like still had like you know her own tone and everything and uh you know and and something i think um uh i i feel like you know sometimes people make that complaint with like all the characters sound the same uh but then also uh like one thing you do gotta kind of consider uh which you know in real life when you know people get together and hang out like you know some if there is like a dominant personality sometimes people do feed off it and like mm-hmm. you know might act like a bit more similar to because i definitely have friends where i'm like oh, okay yeah when i hang out with this person I kind of you know i'm a little more casual or something or like oh like i have a crazy friend who's like always goofy so i'm like a lot sillier around them you know so i, I feel like that can track especially with like young people that maybe are still kind of forming identities and that sort of thing
0: I, I'm not someone who's ever had this problem with characters sounding the same. and In the right mm. tone, in the right context, I, I, yeah. I have no problem with characters all having... Because to me, it's just like, okay, this is the world that I'm in. I'm in a world where everyone's <laughs> this way. And that's okay, because it's a movie. And If, you, if
1: you, you're like watching Batman and like Alfred sounds like Batman.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously it's not right for everything, but... <laughs> Mr. Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Wayne, your dinner is ready.
1: <laughs> There's a young lady at the door. Should I tell her to go? Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> uh,
0: okay, uh, I don't know if you're complimenting yourself because you had the idea. If you're complimenting my specific lines but either way, thank you. I'd, I'd say you know
1: seventy percent to me, thirty percent to you. <laughs>
0: Sure, that's about right. Um, but yeah, and there is kind of like a timelessness to this because there's not a lot of like phone usage in this. And I know that sounds oh, like sure. a weird thing to say, yeah. but that's kind of one of the big things that kind of stick out about modern movies versus old movies that everyone has a has a mobile phone on them. But also because the characters constantly they never seem to reference anything other than the politics because they reference Trump, right? But, yeah. Which obviously says the present day, but. There's, they never reference, like, all the movies and, like, music they reference all seems to be older. Like, everything seems to be from the 80s, 70s. Yeah. You know, it's very it's very much uh And maybe that is kind of a, a a symptom of, like, the writer being someone who grew up with all these things and, like, no, my character's going to reference these things because this is the shit I care
1: about. <laughs> so yep. this is what I'm going to do. But, I feel like, at, at the same time, though, because these characters are, like, movie nerds and stuff i could yeah. see them you know liking they probably consider this stuff a little bit more classic and the modern stuff maybe a bit more pedestrian like no no <laughs> I, I, see that.
0: I i definitely think so i mean i i was definitely i mean it's, i mean i watched old movies when i was in high school it's not <laughs> <like> a, <gasps> i shut get down. it i get it i understand it you know it's, mm-hmm. it's fine um yeah so that's, that stuff is uh solid uh it, 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 the courtship and the, the, the various poppings and and, and whatnot
1: so <laughs> various poppings
0: the various poppings yes uh very important um uh probably probably the biggest movie re- well it two, i'd say there's. was so there's like i saw a blue balls movie reference and then a movie reference that's like so, it starts off feeling a little silly but then the more it goes on the more endearing it becomes because it starts to really kind of weird out all the people who are working but see when they first go into like the big tents uh, when they're, they're grabbed and it's because this mm-hmm. is after the two people in the cargo so everyone starts getting all the, all the kids get taken to the, like this you know quarantine tent for research mm-hmm. and whatnot uh but they're lying in so the two main characters are lying in beds they're separated by a plastic sheet mm-hmm. and mara starts doing the scene from et where the you know they hold out their fingers and she's like et and any he e. realizes what she's doing so it goes elliot and they do this thing, and at first it's like a little bit. It felt a little bit forced at first, but they kept saying it back and forth to the point where the, the doctors and scientists who are in the room just start looking at them funny. And that it, it, it <laughs> went
1: on enough that it started becoming funny. Uh, yeah, it was, it was very good timing. It was uh, it was going on a bit too long. Then it became funny, and then it ended like right before it became too long again.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I guess that's a good handle of their their timing, if nothing else. Yeah. Uh but. Um, yeah. So the other one, and I say this is the kid, the blue balls one, because there's a mm-hmm. costume party. There's a, I think it's the Halloween thing at school. Oh, yeah, a- uh, yeah. Early on. There's not much as, ha- oh, there's been one pop, maybe two at this point. Mm-hmm. And they're starting to date and he comes in and he's dressed as, because of the Quakers, the, 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 the high school football team, he comes in dressed as the porridge looking dude. Uh, <laughs> And she comes in with a white dress, and her best friend uh, Tess does not get the the outfit. She just thinks she's like a prom queen or something like that. And he immediately goes, "Oh, are you carry?" And she's like, "Yes." And I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> all right. Someone's going to pop all over her dress, and it's going to look like Carrie." Yeah. <laughs> um, and later on, when they actually have a prom after like the, the, the you know the quote unquote school shooting style sequence of like tons of people dying um and like you know half the class are missing and it's this really morbid affair it's also graduation because they figure they might as well knock out two birds with one stone because no one <laughs> wants to really go to both things and she, she's wearing she's walking around she's wearing the same dress she's put on her carry dress and she's at a prom and i thought oh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's going to be some bloodshed at this prom and there isn't and it was it was kind of this uh this thing, where I was like, "Oh, come on, do it, do it!" And I think that, and I think it was intentional. I think the movie yeah. wanted you to expect even more blood and more horror stuff, but it kind of said, "No, we're doing more real stuff now. We're doing real harsh reality, like acceptance <laughs> of events, and you're not getting your cheap movie reference anymore." So stop looking for it. It, it kind of felt like for it was sure. trying on purpose. Uh, I think.
1: Yeah, no, I I, I admire the restraint because yeah, it definitely would have been. You know, as soon as she has that dress on, you're yeah, just constantly waiting for it. And then, uh, yeah, uh, it would definitely would have been funny to see. But uh, yeah, it, like you said, it is very intentional. Yeah, there's a couple moments where I was yeah. expecting
0: more people to start popping. There's a moment right at the end when she's leaving in the milk truck that Dylan bought. And she's looking back in the mirror, at her parents waving at her off goodbye. And I really thought her parents were going to pop in the reflection. <laughs> and they didn't. And I would have defeated the point of the movie, admittedly, if yeah. they had. But still, I was kind of expecting it. I was kind of on edge. Not on edge in like a tense way, but on edge in like, oh, go on, someone's going to pop. Someone's going to pop. Someone's going to pop. Go on, go on. Pop away. Uh, but yeah, we have to talk about Dylan's death because as soon as sure. you start to care about these two being into each other, you're like, okay, he's he's going to die, right? This is This mm-hmm. is going to be the gut punch of the movie is when he pops. Um... And, uh, and that's why, you, know, when you go back to the school shooting analogy, I think the survivor's guilt is also, you know, a big part of why that third act is so, you know, uh, downbeat compared to the rest of the film. But oh, yeah. it's at the end of the school sort of chaos scene where everyone's been popping left and right, and she is covered in blood. She gets outside. um, And he's there. They run teacher, the other the hug. And I knew it was about to happen because of the camera angles. Yeah. Uh, the the shots were like dead on and like really close up in each other's faces like back and forth
1: yeah it it was uh (laughs) like we we me and my wife like we both really like started to you know kind of brace ourselves during that scene just because yeah it's so dead on that you know something is gonna happen and uh yeah i mean it would have been bold to kill uh you know mara but obviously like she's the main character you're you know, hear mostly like her narration and stuff throughout the movie, so it's like, well, you know, she's not gonna be the one to go, and uh, yeah,
0: uh, the screen just goes red like very suddenly. The idea that her, yeah. like, you know, her vision's been completely covered in blood, uh, mm-hmm. and and then the movie takes a sharp tonal shift at this point, and it's 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 kind of impressive. There's, <laughs> you know, the scene after the prom, where because one of the things that made me laugh a lot actually is one, uh, her just drinking in front of her parents and not giving a shit. <laughs> Uh, and then going to prom, and I, I laughed a lot at her pouring booze in the punch bowl. She's, like, just pouring, like, I don't know if it was like whiskey or vodka or whatever. I can't remember, but she's pouring booze tequila. into the punch bowl. Oh, uh, yeah, it's tequila. You're right, it is tequila. Because <coughs> that's then, brought like... up a lot in the movie. But she's just pouring it into the punch bowl, and she's just staring right at the teachers <laughs> who are looking at her doing it. Yeah. And they just don't care enough to come over and stop her. And it's just this, like, this dead-eye stare between them was just making me laugh.
1: Yeah, I mean it's you know everyone. It, it's kind of like these kids just get like a free pass to do whatever they want because like mm-hmm. you know between the the parents, the teachers, and like even like the you know um, the people working at the store where she just like goes and I, I'm assuming she just steals the liquor. <laughs> like v- yeah, very yeah. brazenly <laughs> she, just, yeah, she just walks
0: out and no one tries to stop her this underage girl is just yeah. walking out of the store with two bottles of booze which she's not paid for as well as you yeah. said um and and then, then... That, that's actually like another laugh because there's uh, the fbi lady oh, yeah. who talks to her throughout the film uh <laughs> early on to try and like, just get information but then she kind of is concerned about her later on uh she, she catches her outside the store and mara ends up throwing the bottle of booze and it lands in the back back window <laughs> of the car and shatters it uh and it's like and it made me laugh because it was just such a it was
1: like, unexpected yeah like i was expecting like the the bottle to shatter on the windshield but not the entire windshield yeah i think uh, yeah and i don't i don't think that's realistic but it was funny Yeah, <laughs> like i'll take it um so
0: i, I and i think i think maybe the other thing here is we're talking about okay realizing that anyone can go at any time i think to take it further than that I would say that you don't even have to like compare it to people realizing that death is like a possibility at any age I, I think part of this is just about growing up and realizing that everything you know you know everyone you know at school most of these people you're never going to see again so i think the the the, the kind of represent that and the ones that hurt are the ones that you really care about so the idea that the boy that she fell in love with um <laughs> at school she's never going to see you again and that that memory hurts Like you know if you, if you take the the, mm. the death as less literal and more just a representation of all these things you're leaving behind uh mm. when you're about to leave school and you know go off into your your next stage of your life uh you know that's why that's why it really is a coming of age movie because i think a lot of the
1: metaphors a lot of what's going on in it are very much that uh yeah and and like everything at that age like feels so big and important and i like kind of ultimately like it, it, well it's not like that stuff isn't important but that stuff also is not like the end of the world like i like uh, at the end when she's kind of like going through you know what I, I don't know if this is supposed to be exactly what happens to her or if it's more just kind of like hey th- th- this is what might happen with my life but no, she's like it, yeah it, i'm gonna
0: it's just that it's just a series of possibilities because that's the idea is that our life is hers and
1: that there's all these things that she could do and, you know there's yeah. all these different things uh but yeah i thought that was like a nice message like it's like oh yeah hey i might get married i might get married a couple of times i might have a kid i might be a kick-ass mom no wait, i I could be president like uh but then at the end of the day you know she's like oh and then maybe when i'm with these people i'll tell them yeah like about dylan and stuff and uh so i I like that message that's like yeah this stuff can feel like the end of the world but it's not but you know it is still you know but it is also still important like you know you don't have to completely forget it or
0: yeah, it's the it's the idea of like taking something that feels like away in the world and you make it literal or you turn it up to like some ridiculous degree in a movie. So in this yeah. case, all these things that are been left behind are literally blowing up and dying. <laughs> uh and so you know, it's just this over the top thing. And you know, and I, I did laugh at the president but because she's you know, she's getting inaugurated and she's like, Yeah, that, that you know, Come stay stain trump or whatever she calls him yeah. it'll be you know looking up from his ca- coffin and saying who is yeah. this bitch and she turns to the camera and goes that's president bitch to you
1: <laughs> that's funny yeah yeah you gotta chuckle out of it um uh, you know what I, I thought was a really good uh running joke that i didn't really notice until uh at the end mm-hmm. uh but there's uh I, I wouldn't say there's any like characters that are like you know like bullies or assholes but there's definitely like a more like popular kind of click of, mm-hmm. of characters um they don't really see too much but like a lot of them all seem to be wearing these like um gray suits that they get at the police station after like the first pop and then um yeah and i think the like there was some like popular people are saying that they started putting the names of the like uh the victims on, on the sweater or you know the kind of like the gray outfit they're wearing um yeah he said
0: he said suit which implies like a like a, a you know a jacket and pants we're talking like a gray it, like sweatshirt and sweatpants yeah yeah <laughs> so
1: because because i think at first you see him, and then they, they just wrote down the victim the name of like that first victim Catherine, caitlin some, caitlin. I caitlin yeah yeah but then uh, I, I didn't notice it right away but then at the very end uh, i think when that like the prom graduation thing they have the name of like all the victims so like after you know there's that like one big intense scene there's like you know so many people so you just see like all these different names on their shirts but <laughs> i thought that was kind of funny
0: yeah there's uh one of the things that i was talking about during it as well is the idea that when the first person goes when caitlin goes the movie takes the time you know caitlin in her narration explains who she was and we get this thing where she's sitting down for a yearbook photo uh the victor you know the caitlin that is and mary explains who she was what type of person she was they all go to her funeral. And it was, it, what clicked for me is later on in the film, when they go back to school after, like, a lot of people have died, like, her, you know, Caitlin's locker has, like, flowers all around it and, you know, has, like, you know, a memorial kind of set up. And it kind of, like, dawned on me that, okay, that happened for the first person, but once it started being frequent, no one was, like, stopping to mourn in the same way. It became just kind of, like, an ongoing thing. And, yeah. you know, I said, you know, that's kind of true of real life and, like, think you know, think about the the world and, like, like, so many people are dying from the pandemic that, yeah, the first people were notable, and now it's like it's all just statistics. Now it's uh, you know it's yeah. become kind of, and I think the fact that Mara takes the time in the movie to explain who the first victim is, and she does it to an extent with the second one, but by the time we get to the third or the fourth, they, 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 we see them sit down because they all they all start each time it starts off with the, the the person who died sitting down for the yearbook photo. By the time we get to the third or fourth. We see them sit down the, the 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 chair, and then there's nothing after it. It just cuts to the next scene. It's like, okay, that's all yeah. that's all you're getting now. Is you're just getting them sitting down. We're not explaining who they were anymore because now it, it's <laughs> it's not important. So I thought that was a really neat yeah. touch as the movie went on, uh, to sort of mirror kind of how Mara's even thinking about it. Like the first time it was shocking. Now it's just kind of like, ah, more people are dead, uh, yeah. kind of thing.
1: Uh, uh- <laughs> A pretty dark joke, but I thought it, I laughed a lot when, um, yeah, they're at Caitlin's funeral and, and her dad is uh, peeling the little sticker mm-hmm. off his car.
0: Yeah, it's like a lot. It's like stick figures of
1: representing all the family members. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like most people would probably just leave that on. Like it seems like a very <laughs> like twisted thing. <laughs> this but...
0: isn't accurate anymore. I have yeah. to remove it.
1: <laughs> Like uh, that's like another thing too. Like also similar to that. Like yeah, with the first victim, like uh, you know, we actually see like her funeral, and then like the second one is uh, I think the football player, mm-hmm. and then uh, like yeah, you know, they actually have like a kind of like a memorial thing at school, and then but yeah, like you said, after that just becomes like less and less fanfare for each person.
0: Yeah. No, I, I think again that's almost like a very serious point in the movie's making. Just sort of underneath everything going on, with yeah. it doesn't draw too much attention to, it, but it's there if you're thinking about it, uh, which is always nice. Uh, and we should mention, and we should mention the, I mentioned the scene in the cemetery earlier, but we should probably talk about it a little bit more, which is a scene where after the prom, sure. uh, where she's just been a wreck and drinking booze, she stumbles to the cemetery and goes to Dylan's grave. And as she's lying there, and she cause she says "I love you" because he said it in a kind of a weird moment, and it was they both kind of laughed, and she kind of messed up her response. Like, hey, how about we do this <laughs> later? But then they never get a chance to because he dies. Mm. So she says "I love you" at his grave, and then Dylan's mum, who we've never met, right? So we, we've never seen Dylan's parents or anything, mm. and this woman shows up. Well,
1: and... uh, only her mum's alive. But...
0: Oh yes, the dad. Yes, is <laughs> dead. Yes. Also, I think you said hardly, which <laughs> threw me for a second. I was like, "We are you talking Timber? about? Oh. He, said, he said only her mum's alive and awake, wait. Oh, oh both yeah. Both her parents are alive. What are you talking about? Oh, you're Sorry. talking about Dylan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dylan, yeah. Uh, uh, okay, so, and she kind of, and she lies down on the grave next to Mara, and uh, Mara apologizes for not being at the funeral. and It, it becomes this kind of speech, about, uh, you know, talking about life and growing up and uh, how he cared for, and Mara's like, you know, the first time we really spoke, I was like vomiting because I had mushrooms. And she's like, Yeah, I told me. It's like, Wait, did you think I was like a bad influence <laughs> on your son? Did you, were you terrified of like who I was? And it's this really kind of sweet conversation these two characters have who, I, you know, I mean, maybe she hasn't met her, but not, I mean, I don't imagine she's had a close relationship with this woman. And um, we've never seen her before. Um, and it's actually a surprisingly touching little scene of them yep. talking about the memory of her son uh, who, who who's died and, and it's maybe the person like, you know who is grieving the most along with Mara I mean arguably more because it's his mother I mean she's probably even in more pain than she is but she's more of an adult so she's handling it more like an adult who is grieving in, in a more quiet reserved way not that some adults don't go hysterical because they absolutely do but in the <laughs> yeah. sense that we're talking about how teenagers treat everything like it's the end of the world and you know everything's accentuated in that animated kind of way. But it's just it's a very sweet scene uh, where, you know, but, and it, there's, there's almost no jokes in it. It's just them kind of, you know, having this heart-to-heart, talking about, you know, what it is to grow up and what life means and that Dylan kind of got it. And, but at the end of the scene, I was kind of, you know what, that was a very impressive little scene in a movie that up until this point I wouldn't have said was a movie with serious style scenes. You know? Sure. Even the stuff before this after Dylan's death was, you know, it was a lot of like Mara being drunk and the comedy that comes from that, even though it was very sort of self-destructive in a lot of ways.
1: Yeah, and I think it's a kind of a a testament to the movie where, you know, even though there were funny parts to it, I I still found it kind of hard to watch just because I think she was like such a likable character before that, like, you know, it felt like if you were watching a friend... (laughs) Mm-hmm. You know, just going down this path that you just want to be like, oh man, like, I, I know you're hurting, but get it together. Like, this is not how you should be dealing with it. And uh, yeah, I think it's just a and, testament to and, you know how well you like the character.
0: And I think her best friend, the way she reacts to her downfall here, our her spiral, oh, yeah. uh, does go along with that. And I think it's actually very intentional that her best friend doesn't die. Because I, I think the idea mm-hmm. is that, yeah, okay, you forget most of the people from high school, including your you know, boyfriends, girlfriends, whatever. But most people will have one or two friends that they probably keep. Forever from high school. Um, And I think that was kind of the reason why she does stick around. And they do end up spending time at the beach house together like they always wanted to. uh, And, and, you know, all that stuff. So um, I I think that was very intentional as well. Um, So um, it's a really tight little movie that's surprisingly poignant, despite the fact that at face value it's a very silly premise. And it has so much (laughs) character from the get-go. Like, immediately the characters have this wit. There's a tone. There's a humor uh, that that's a good time
1: it's a good hundred minutes of of movie yeah yeah no, I, I mean i can't really think of any like you know complaints Um, uh, yeah you know it, it flows very well uh yeah the characters are i mean yeah that's kind of what the movie's hinging on but you know the characters are very likable it's you know it's good, fun to spend time with them and um yeah now there's comedy um you know there is like actual like legitimate drama though you know like uh you know it it is hard not to you know feel it at certain points uh yeah. in the movie but you know it, it's all balanced uh very well though and uh and you know by the end though it is you know still kind of uplifting uh, which is nice
0: yeah there's kind of an uplifting message overall uh by the end um you know i i i think it's an impressive film because it it manages to like shift <laughs> tones in a way that yeah the seriousness sort of the back third works as well as it does it's not just that it works in spite of being mostly a comedy for the first two thirds it, it arguably works better because of it because you're yeah. you know you're you're setting your ways so when this serious thing when dylan's death happens and we shift after that um it makes sense and like i said you know what i was getting at earlier without spoiling who it was you know mm-hmm. it's all fun and jokes and they'll crack jokes about those who have died um uh, fact, one of the one of the early moments that made me chuckle is that they they crack a joke about the first girl who died and then they look over to the left and like all the 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 seniors you were talking about who are writing the name on their their (laughs) hoodies or whatever they're (laughs) all sitting there looking shocked that they've just joked about the girl who died and they're like oh this is awkward this leave
1: (laughs) yeah i think it was when uh yeah she was wearing her like uh carry progress and she says something like well, I would have covered it in blood, but Caitlin ruined that. And it was kind of like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it was like, a, and, it, and it was like a, a funny thing too, where it's like, yeah, sometimes like, you know, you say a joke that even like you're, yourself, you're kind of caught off guard. <laughs> and then you're like, Oh, did I just say that? And it's still funny, but you're kind of like, Ooh, what was that a little messed up? And then mm. yeah, like, sorry. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Uh, It's an impressive little movie. And I think
0: the fact that it, inadvertently ended up being so relevant to what we're all going through so (laughs) there's the the coming of age stuff that we can either all relate to because we all you know grew up or you're a teenager in which case it's just very relevant to you but i think in this other accidental way it's also very relevant to what we're all going through with the pandemic and because of that and because you can sort of like transplant a lot of it and say okay well a lot of this is talking about not about high school it's talking about getting through the pandemic and like is there life after it are we all going to be That's dead true, yeah. you know so and so, and so. There's, there's a lot of good stuff there with that um but uh and don't get uh, charlie plumber and christopher plumber uh, mixed up because i part, part of was expecting this really old man to be in a romance with this uh, teenage girl uh <laughs> sure yeah yeah you know. so Maybe when uh, Christopher Plummer can't do it anymore, Charlie Plummer can be the person they, they digitally put into all the Kevin Spacey movies. When, uh... <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> uh... <laughs> oh, I-, I was watching this on stream with chat and uh, someone pointed out that he looks like he belongs in Hanson. Uh, I can Dylan. see that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to unsee it once, once that's been mentioned. But <laughs> uh, That is spontaneous. It is a very good, heartfelt movie that is witty and funny. Um, if you if you don't like characters who are like unrealistically witty and clearly that's not me because I'm a fan mm. of Joss Whedon who created the hit television show Buffy <laughs> the Vampire Slayer but some people don't like that type of dialogue but if you don't mind that uh, I think you'll find a lot to like and Spontaneous
1: yeah. I, I, I get that like sometimes it can be a fine line but you know where it's like okay this just sounds way too unrealistic and uh, and I think sometimes it's just like all right, maybe this is just kind of, yeah, pitched up a little bit more witty than normal, but, uh, yeah, from in, in this instance, it definitely worked for me. All right, tell me what you read. But is. also, like, what oh. do you like? What's the alternative though? Do you want people to just kind of talk like, "So, hey, it's messed up." Yeah. <laughs> so, like, what do you? How? Yeah, what do you want to do ha- later? How? What? I don't know. Like, is that the dialogue you want? Yeah, I mean, that is how, that is
0: how boring people normally sound. Yeah, especially teenagers. Uh, all right, tell me, what are you rating
1: Spontaneous? I give it an... <laughs> I'll give it an 8.5. Uh... <laughs> it's... Uh, no, I mean, it's great. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I really don't have any complaints. Um, yeah, like, everything uh you know it's very effective uh and what it does from the performances to the script uh to you know like what the movie is trying to say and feel or at least you know what i think it's trying to say and feel which i think is pretty obvious i don't think uh um, <laughs> you know, there's a secret uh that the movie's secretly about like uh um, <laughs> the, the civil war or something you know <laughs> uh so i uh no i mean uh i i dug it it's a it's a good good movie yeah, that's uh, <laughs> good. I, yeah,
0: I'm having a hard time thinking of much to say that I, th- this negative either. I uh, it's a good time. Um, I'm just I'm just debating myself. If, it's at least an eight, right? It's definitely at least an yeah, eight. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm just trying to say if I want to go higher, and that I don't think I will today. It's the sort of thing that mm. on repeat viewings, maybe I'll. Uh, think of it a little bit differently uh, yeah. especially since maybe on a repeat viewing maybe I'll you know there'll be certain signs or themes that are even more obvious mm-hmm. in that first two thirds given where it goes at the end yeah that I'd love to love to look at Um, yeah, but love to look at it. yeah but in fact just one other little point I, I want to make is that uh, at one at one point, the, the the two girls go to the the diner they always go to, and basically the waiter just or the waitress never comes to serve them because they just everyone wants to stay away from them. There's even like a a protest outside the school saying get these cursed kids away from our town. And oh yeah, yeah, all that stuff. And I, I I don't know if that's maybe maybe I'm stretching here, but I was sort of this idea that once you're at a school, all of a sudden there's not, not that same support system where because uh, i think when you're in high school you feel like there's a system that's there to at least pretend to care about you <laughs> yeah and all of a sudden you get out of high school and like oh no one cares about me i'm on my own oh dear shit uh yeah. <laughs> so i don't know if that was like, really um, to that
1: yeah i like that i like a lot of like there's a lot of questioning authority like you know when they're being held by like just these kind of random like government agencies and you know there's a lot of like you know that i mean they even you know it's a bit on the nose but they even you know talk about like thoughts and prayers you know and stuff yeah, like yeah and uh and i like that there's a bit of um that's a guy with a powerpoint
0: presentation about yeah.
1: uh them, them <laughs> popping yes and uh you know and i and i think uh you know it's funny like uh or i you know i like kind of hearing when the youth is questioning you know authority and being like you know like oh don't worry we're doing everything we can to help you like what are you doing like we're still dying like what is your like what exactly are you doing and rest
0: and just rest in peace caitlin who
1: that one guy was going to
0: ask the prom
1: and she was very she was very
0: (laughs) (laughs) open-minded
1: that was i forgot about that that was funny too whenever he like came (laughs) like popped back up in the yeah, he would like to say that. <laughs> yeah,
0: because he said it a few times, and then like later on in the movie when it came up again, you just see him go. I was going to ask you to prom, and then he just gets cut off. <laughs> but it was just it was just hearing that part of it made me laugh because it became such a running yeah. thing. Um, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, there you go. That's pretty Um uh, well, if you made it this far into the review, uh, put the word explosion, not explosion explosion okay yeah. that's the word for the comments you made it this far uh, Tim's going to do his thumbnail pose so here we go three two one pose that's where we're going okay that's where we're going with, uh, uh, just, so, just so we know uh, uh, the top review on IMDb is titled spontaneous is a decent yet depressing movie <laughs> <laughs>
1: You can't really argue with that. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, yeah. <clears throat> Only sixty-six reviews at the time of recording, but you know it's one of these movies that got a VOD release. I feel like this might have uh, been quite popular if if we were you know had theaters and stuff uh, this past year.
1: I I feel like this will be one of those movies where if it gets picked up by something like Netflix, you'll hear people talking about it for at least a weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but. Yeah, I mean, right now it seems very, uh, like, the, like, there are definitely people talking about it, but, like, you know, very under the radar. Like, you definitely would have to be kind of like a a filmer person um, to to know about it. But, yeah, uh, if it does I, get, like, a bigger release, I, I can definitely see people liking it.
0: I don't understand people sometimes. Five out of ten review, a comedy without humor? What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, humor is super okay. subjective, I guess, but I, I, yeah. baffling to me. Easily the worst movie of 2020. <laughs>
1: Do I have to pull up some of the shit we've reviewed uh, in the past year? Yeah, uh, yeah. I need to see receipts from this guy. What Like, what else has he watched? I know, <laughs> if I, you only watch one other movie, maybe, I don't know, but...
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to... uh hold on, hold on. Do I have a quick link to it? There we go. All right. I'm just going to quickly glance at my 2020 list, and I'm going to tell you right now what you <laughs> think... You think this is worse than You Should Have Left? You think this is worse than The Grudge Remake? You think this is worse than The Turning? <laughs> you think this is worse than Bram's the Boy 2?
1: <laughs> hmm? I think not. I'm right into the show and <laughs> let us know. So take that,
0: you prick. Whoa. <laughs> uh, spellbound 88. <laughs> hope oh, You yeah. pop next. <laughs> All, oh, right. No. Oh, my. <laughs> All right. All um, right. So there you go. That's uh, that's uh, spontaneous. Uh, you know, uh, as we said earlier, like and subscribe. Super important. Uh, YouTube mm-hmm. uh, judge success on likes, uh, comments, and subscribers, and it helps find us more viewers because they'll share <coughs> us out. So please do uh, do that. As the free way to support us. So please and thank you you can also go to patreon.com slash tv as we mentioned as well uh so go and have a look at that uh, otherwise get us on the twitters at screams uh for updates and shenanigans and whatnot uh so yeah thank you very much uh, and that about doesn't so that has been spontaneous so thank you once again for watching and listening we always appreciate it keep watching scary movies and we will see you next time